I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. I'm Ryan. I'm Tara. And we are here to talk today about 1938. So, yeah, I just saw, I thought it was 1937, but it was released February 4th, 1938. 1938, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes. Um, We're going to, this is our first kind of real episode, so... Bear with us as we kind of figure out what we're doing. We've written it down all on paper, so we're going to see how good it feels. So, I guess we'll start with the IMDB. (laughs) I always switch the letters. Uh, The synopsis of it, and I think it would be kind of fun to read the synopsis from one to the other. And I'm curious if this was what was on the back of the... The clamshell? jacket. Yeah, Uh I don't know. But it says, The Grim Fairy Tale gets a Technicolor treatment in Disney's first animated feature. Jealous of Snow White's beauty, the Wicked Queen orders the murder of her innocent stepdaughter, but later discovers that Snow White is still alive and hiding in a cottage with seven friendly little miners. Disguising herself as a hag, (laughs) the Queen brings a poisoned apple to Snow White, who falls into a death-like sleep that can be broken only by a kiss from the prince. I feel like whoever wrote this was like, what's another word for witch? Like, why wouldn't you just say... The witch, and said, like, ooh, hag, that sounds Well, because she was disguising herself. So she's a witch all the time. Yeah. Okay. I, I, well, she's the evil, well, she's the wicked queen, I guess, all the time, not necessarily a witch. I guess, fair. Yeah. My, my apology, that didn't mean to be ageist. I don't know, yeah, <laughs> but I will say hag is an interesting description, but, uh, and apparently on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 98%. So. That's crazy. So this movie, uh, I, today, while I was doing a little work, um, Kind of had a making of in the background, which was voiced by Angela Lansbury. Oh, is very, fun. Well, when we get a Facebook group up and going, I'll post that there. Um, so this is this is Walt Disney's first movie, right? So before this, they were doing like Silly Symphonies and, you know, they did Steamboat Willie and a couple of Mickey Mouse uh, projects that were the, the stuff that used to go on before movies. When you'd go to the movies and there'd be like trailers and newsreel and a cartoon, right? Uh-huh. And then they, Walt put all his money into this movie and almost destroyed the studio. Oh, interesting. It ended up costing a million and a half dollars. A million and a half, yes. $1.5 million. Like they, which was crazy. The idea of a movie being over a million dollars. And... There was a point in the in the document in the documentary I was listening to that where Walt had to go to the bank and go, "Yes, I know you gave me a million dollars, the most money anyone had ever given anybody at that point." But I need more. I need another half a million dollars. Oh there. And he'd like put all of his family money into it, and he'd done all this stuff. So if this movie hadn't done well, which it did, it would there would be no Disney. Period. It would be over. It would be these weird cartoons we remember every once in a while. And it's also based, as most of these fairy tales are, off of the Grimm story. So I just have a very brief 
synopsis of that as well. So Snow White is what it was titled, and it is a 19th century German fairy tale, uh, which today is known widely across the Western world. Uh, Brothers Grimm published it in 1812, and the first edition uh, was in the first edition of their collection, Grimm's Fairy Tales. So I just found that interesting. Um, I'm always curious about the years of things. So the fact that the story itself originated in 1812 probably means people were telling the story probably verbally and not written down even before 1812. Hypothetically. Walt Disney had seen it in a movie or something and decided that's what he wanted to do. He invited all the animators over, apparently, and acted out the entire movie. (laughs) Like, to all of them and said, like, this is going to happen and this is going to be this. Walt Disney, I think we're going to have a very interesting relationship with him because I have thoughts on Walt Disney that probably aren't, you know. There's the Walt Disney, the character that the Disney Corporation puts forward, and there's Walt Disney, the union buster, uh, potentially anti-Semite, though. I don't know a whole much about (laughs) that part of him. Or how, yeah. All geniuses have issues. So, and he was... Without a doubt, a, a entertainment genius. Yes, and so innovative in so many different ways, not only in the movies, but pretty much every aspect, I think, of the company, well, what they talk, he was doing. They talk about in the documentary about this movie being very different because they tried to draw people very real. You know, they look animated. The dwarfs are one thing, but Snow White, the Huntsman, the Prince. The prince. The, and even the, the Wicked queen. queen when she's not the hag. Yeah, how I'm now going hag. to refer to her um, as instead of the witch. Uh, so I've got a couple, I've got some little fun facts I okay. looked up that I want to throw at you. Um, some little fun fairy tale facts? Some fairy tale facts. Yeah. So uh, one of the things when they were doing this for Snow White is they to draw makeup on her. The, the, the group that did like the painting and stuff, they were just called, I think, the ink and paint. There's a, in Roger Rabbit, when they go to the club where Jessica Rabbit Sings it's called the Ink and Paint Club, oh, which fun. is a reference Rinse to this. To these guys. Um, well, these ladies, Ooh. because these ladies, and they decided, okay, how are we going to do the makeup on Snow White? And they used real rouge and real makeup to put on her. Oh, that's just neat. drew it onto the cell, and they showed it to Walt. And he goes, "This looks great, but how are you going to know exactly where it should go and everything?" And the woman went, "How do you think? What do you think we do every morning?" <laughs> <laughs> they were very like. Fussy with them, like, we'll, yeah. we'll be fine, don't you worry. Um, yeah, now, what do you think about this movie? When's the last time you saw it, or have you seen as it? As a child. Yeah. I have not seen it as an adult. Uh, what I remember the most about Snow White is the ride, which I loved. Uh, the ride in Walt oh. Disney World that terrified Ryan. Oh. I remember really enjoying it. You're on a mine cart, and you're going through, like, the spooky woods, and the witch pops out a handful of times, not just once. Um, shout out to one of our favorite podcasts of all time, Podcast The Ride. If you're enjoying this podcast, there's a good chance you're going to enjoy Podcast The Ride. And probably more so than ours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> My goodness. But they, it, it's really great. And they uh, review and go very in-depth in different rides. Very Disney-focused, but also other theme parks as well. But they specifically have an episode on the minecart Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs ride. That that scared me when I when I remember very vividly going on that ride. When I was a kid, ugly my parents think this is funny. Ugly women scared me. 
Like the the, but the, the witch, the hag is such as ugly women. She it's, was like her eyes bulged out of her head. Like she is creepy. She's got like stringy hair. She's got a hunchback. It's also it was called Snow White's Scary Adventures. So yes. I wasn't being no. I'm not saying it's surprising you were terrified. I just remember really enjoying. I know it. you think that, but to all the people out there who are you know making fun of me in their heads, their hearts, and uh, to their vehicle dashboards i am a brave i'm a big brave boy who ain't afraid of nothing um i it just i remember i very vividly remember you go on the ride and it's the the queen and she's looking in the mirror and she's like mirror mirror and she turns around and when she turns around she turns into the hag yes and the next thing i remember is staring at my feet until and then finally i get the courage to look up and it was like all scary trees and like an alligator came out at me and i went nope yeah and i went right back to my feet and then the, it just ends it's like and then they were all and they all lived happily ever after and i was like you gotta be kidding me the snow so, white right so yeah so i remember the movie as a child i don't remember details about the movie i've not been on i've not been back to disney world since they've done the minor the mine cart that one looks cool. It looks cool, yeah. But So I haven't been on that ride. So as far as um, remembering Snow White, I remember bits and pieces of it. I remember the dwarves. Um, and like I said, the I'm wishing. Uh, I'm. Yes. How's it go? I'm wishing right, for the one I love. I got She's it. Got, like, I got it this episode, She sings guys. it much higher than that, I think. Uh, but like I can vividly remember a close friend of mine, Jeremy, uh, singing that out and us just being silly with it. But I don't. Other than that, like, I know the story, but I don't have a lot of, like, nostalgic memories. I would say the other thing is the dwarves became a big deal. Like, which dwarf do you identify with? Like, which dwarf do you like? And I was always grumpy and dopey were the two I really remembered liking. Funny you mentioned the dwarves because they went through a very large list of names to come up with the the seven that they went with. These aren't even all of them. There's... Ones that had were very strange. Oh my gosh. Uh, so other names considered for the dwarfs included Busy, Crabby, Daffy, Dumpy, Dumpy. Uh, Flabby, Yikes. Helpful, Lazy, Scrappy, Sniffy, Snoopy, Stubby, Thrifty, and Wheezy. I like Thrifty, personally. I don't know how that would enter into like an interesting, like... How would you show Thrifty that? He would be like crafty. He would be, or she, well, I guess they were all male dwarves. Let's save that for our recap. So, we'll yes. So, uh, but he would be like, he'd be able to make something out of nothing because he's thrifty. So he would be able to like. That's not thrifty. Uh, crafty. You, I like this idea of this new dwarf you've come up with. Maybe. Crafty, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Who's always building everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, some of these flabby's not great. Dumpy's definitely <laughs> not great. I am curious though with Daffy and Snoopy, did those characters already exist? Like, did Daffy Duck exist at that time? Did Snoopy the I dog think exist so. at that time? I don't think so. Snoopy. I'm do it quick. Snoopy did not because I read in there that Charles Schultz specifically said, I'm glad they didn't use Snoopy because then I wouldn't have been able to. Oh, okay. I'm going to look up Daffy Duck. And just um, so, a couple other. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll say my history of this. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Daffy first appeared in Porky's Duck Hunt, released in April 17th, 1937. So they probably so had, That might have been a contributing factor to why they didn't use Daffy. They may have... Potentially, yeah. And well, and This was in development for years. This was... A, yeah, so they may have... It may have been in development before Daffy Duck yeah. came out publicly, but it was... <laughs> 
around the same time that his character was released. Came out publicly. I just like the idea of this, like, it's, it's like Roger Rabbit where the cartoon exists, but he hasn't, like, he hasn't had his big break. Um, yeah. So this was the first animated feature to be selected for the National Film Registry is another wonderful fact I have. Mm. Another terrible fact I have is this was one of Adolf Hitler's favorite films, along with King Kong and Sun Valley Serenade. Oh, that's a Glenn Miller. Uh, Glenn Miller's music is in Sun Valley Serenade. I, mean, I don't actually know anything about it's, the movie. It's but... pretty well known that Adolf Hitler was a big film Oh, interesting. Well, that's why there's so much propaganda. Like, he, you know, there's all this propaganda film, and there's there's a lot of film techniques that they study in Nazi propaganda. They're like, the mm-hmm. subject of this is awful, but the thing they're using here, you know, German film directors are very good around that time. So what was what is your memories associated with Snow White? Or do you the have scary any? The Scary Ride, um, I think, is a big one. Um, my grandmother recently, one of the things that kind of endeared this one to me recently is my, my grandmother before she passed was telling me I just decided to ask her like grandma what's your favorite movie I assumed it was Wizard of Oz because she was a big Wizard of Oz fan which she said was her other favorite movie but she said this was oh and she talked a lot about how amazing it was to watch in theaters and just I, and I think that's when this movie came out it was the, the like I don't know if it was highest grossing or most seen or whatever it was the big deal movie that was then short like all the the records it's made were then Based off of well, no, no, compared the, to Snow White. No, I'm saying then, then Gone with the Wind came out and like oh, I see, I see. It didn't have a long reign. Got it at, at the top before uh, Gone with the Wind came out. Um, yeah, I so I just thought that was very. It was interesting to me. Like, I just don't think I would have ever said that my grandmother's favorite. She, you know, in her later years, she watched a lot of like uh, Downton Abbey and stuff. She always was watching British things. I remember I told you that story where we watched, she said she was watching Mad Men and she wanted to make sure that I understood that we, everyone wasn't obsessed with that much sex back then. I was like, okay, grandma, yes, thanks. Yes, she was a secretary <laughs> at an engineering firm. So yes, she, yeah, yes. Um, secretary. Uh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know that I have any family connection in the sense of like, oh, I remember that being like a family member's favorite movie or anything like that. But I, l- I would like to include that if we like come across yeah. movies that we associate with, with family members as well. Before we start, who's your favorite dwarf? Oh, I think I mentioned earlier, I related to Dopey and Grumpy. You gotta pick one. I gotta pick one? I want to wait until I rewatch it, because okay. I have a feeling I might want one that I... I have not just mentioned. Well, I relate to Dopey, and I'll explain this before we watch Your the big video. ears. Excuse me? <laughs> you don't have big ears. Excuse me? <laughs> you don't have big ears. But I just thought it was a funny comment. Okay. <laughs> uh, so when I was, I don't know what grade it was in. It was somewhere between I'm first so sorry, and fifth. you really don't have big ears. Yeah. No, I'm like, His ears no, are not that okay. big. Um... It's, uh, might have been fourth or fifth grade. There was a friend of mine, and we did a a in the talent show. We sang "Someday My Prince Will Come," but he was. We thought this was really funny, and then when we did it, I'm surprised we didn't get like. This was 1986, so he comes out and he's wearing the the Cinderella the Snow White dress, mm-hmm. and he sings "Someday My Prince Will Come." Okay. And then I walk out as Dopey with a sign on my shirt that said Prince. And, like, we sang the end of it. And I I don't know, like, this is 1980-something in Texas at a 
fifth grade, uh, fifth or fourth, I think it's fifth, fifth grade talent show. Tara, okay, we, it was not that, do the math, you were not that old in 19. No, you're right. So it must have been yeah, 92. Yes, it was, yeah, so it was yeah, early 90s. not the 80s. Either way, either way. I wasn't five, I was in fifth grade. Yes. So let's say it's 92. Tara, we, we killed. Like, the play, like the video when we used to have, you couldn't hear us over everyone laughing. And it wasn't like, and then someone, like, beat me up later or, like, yeah. didn't he? Like, we never got called anything or, like, bullied at all. We just did it, and we just, we killed. It was the, and it's very strange for me to remember that. I will also remember that the year before, or maybe the year after, it was, this friend of mine's mom was kind of a stage mom. Okay. So he did another one where they, he, he sang Me and My Shadow, and it was him as Peter Pan, and then our another friend, Colby, as the Shadow. Colby is black, and I hadn't really put that together until just now. Speaking of inappropriate things that don't hold up. <sighs> what was innocent? You guys were in what, like fifth grade, sixth grade? Our parents knew what we were doing. In fact, I think they were like putting, his mom was putting this stuff together. I just think she just picked a friend and went, go, yeah. and didn't think about it. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that's everything I got. Are you ready? Do you want to go watch? Yeah, we'll go watch it, and then we'll come back and chat a little bit more. Yeah, guys. Oh, well, did you have a favorite dwarf? Or dopey, dopey, because Because that. that's what I was dressed got up as. All right, so I think we're going to go watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and we'll see you guys uh, at the end. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> We've just finished watching Snow White, and we have some thoughts, but what I will say is I loved it. Like, I don't remember genuinely enjoying it as a kid. Like, it was never one that stuck with me, and I laughed, and I mean, I have some thoughts, but at the same time, I did really enjoy it. I, okay. <laughs> so, it's not my cup of tea. Really? When it comes to these. It was good. Like, there's no question that it is a animation, like... Triumph. Triumph. It's it's crazy to think that that was like attempt one by anybody on a feature film animated. That's crazy good. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's some things like I didn't like about it. There's parts I liked way more than I thought I would. Like mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest, I went into this. Snow White has never been my favorite. Agreed. Or anywhere close. Me I was too. like, mm, okay. Yeah. Maybe we could start with you know. Agreed. And I actually came out of it really like liking it a lot. I had. I think what we'll do is we both took notes <laughs> we both took while we, lots of notes. yeah, we took notes while the movie was happening, and we talked a little bit, but we were trying to save a lot of it for the recording, which is if anyone knows us is tough. Usually, we pause movies and chat <laughs> about our opinions about characters, no matter what the movie is. We're good in theaters, but if yes, you come over and watch theaters, a movie with us, you have to let us know, like. We'll take forever. You should a Game of Thrones episode with us was, was like two, two hours. hours. Long, yeah, because yeah. like. Pause. Okay, who's that guy? Yeah. Uh, but the one thing that I loved... That Do we want to just, like, go through the, um, the the plot, like, what happens generally, like... Oh, yeah, if you want, yeah. So, it opens with a storybook, which is something I forgot well, that's, a lot of Yeah, that's where I was going to start. Yeah. Just, okay, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, the one thing I really liked that made me super nostalgic was the credits being at the beginning and the writing, the like handwritten animation of the title of the movie 
which happens for a lot of movies, and you were saying is something that, in general, that's what movies did. They the used to do that to where it was like maybe because I bet you're thinking of like what's what's White Christmas does that and stuff does that. Well, no, I'm thinking specifically Disney movies like 101 Dalmatians does it and Sleeping yeah. Beauty does it and I believe Lady and the Tramp does it. So it made me very nostalgic for those movies that we're gonna watch later because I can vividly remember the opening credit sequence. So that got me excited, and I'm also curious to see the switch when, like, it switches and that no longer happens. I think that's going to happen in, like, the 70s, but I can't quite remember. Yeah, and then before the storybook opens, something that um, I didn't know or ever paid attention to was there is a quote from Walt Disney, and he writes, My sincere appreciation to the members of my staff whose loyalty and creative endeavor made possible this production, which I thought was kind of sweet. But my response was, especially the person who had to stay late on a Saturday to write this extra, uh, to do this extra... Animation. Not animation, but but whatever. Yeah. Uh, But I did think that was sweet, especially after you were looking up, like, it was a huge undertaking, and he took out all this money, and, like, all these people worked so many hours on this project um, to see it to the end. So I thought that that was sweet that that happened. It was also kind of cool, because it was kind of, like... Very fourth wall breaking and very, like, you know, like, this is a movie, like, not only is this a movie, but it's a piece of, it's, it was like reading a book. It was like, here's my, my thanks. It's, 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 yeah, like it was a forward or, yeah. mm -hmm. And I thought it was a nice way for him to thank everybody publicly to Mm -hmm. recognize that, like, there was a lot of hard work that went into it. But as Ryan mentioned, it opens with the storybook. And I believe, Several of the movies do that, yeah, and well, I'll be curious to see where that stops, where they change that. But um, it opens with the storybook, and it reveals a short description. So essentially, it's telling you that, you know, there's a princess, and she lives with her stepmother. Do they say what happened to her father? No, they don't. They don't mention her father, and it's just like a very brief description. I was going to write it down, and it was like two storybook yeah. pages long. Um, but it basically gives you a brief description to kind of set you up for, like, where you're at. And then it opens with Snow White in no, her... No, no, Oh, no, it, it opens, opens with the, the queen, queen excuse and the, me. And the mirror. Yes, yes, So yes. Let's, let's take this opportunity to, to start talking about the villain. Yes. How so did you like the The queen? queen has never been, like, one of my, like, top villains. And I will say, listeners, uh, here's a recommendation. If you like board games, the board game Villainous is mm-hmm. amazing, and I like playing as the Wicked Queen in Villainous. It's something we should definitely talk about, like, whenever we run into that villain, is, like, how yeah. do you think she plays I actually really like her in Villainous, and you have to play, like, different poisons and things um, as her character. Uh, not to get too sidetracked on her as a character in the board game, but I was never, like, super into her, but I love old, creepy witches. Like, I love from... Um, Robin Hood Men in Tights Latrine. I love her. I love Eartha Kitt from uh, Ernest Scared Scared Stupid. Stupid. She's like a crazy witch. Uh, So I definitely like her as the hag. You gotta see the new She-Ra cartoon. She has like a witch who's like you find out later. You think she's insane, but you find out later, like as she's traveling, like she keeps going forward and backwards in time. Mm-hmm. And so she's having conversations with people who aren't there, but who were there for her a second ago. Yeah. Um, but I really, I thought she was fierce as a villain. I thought she was very intense. She gave major drag queen energy. I thought. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, in a good way. I also like, I loved how intense her eyes were. Her eyes are this very intense green color and they zoom in on them at one point 
um, when she's talking to the mirror and she's very upset about who's the fairest of them all and they like really focus in on her eyes and the witch her eyes are like when she's the hag they're like bulging out and they are also bright green but the way they animated her eyes as the queen is a little bit different. When, that I really liked a lot. When she's a hag, she's much more cartoonish. Yes. The, the queen feels like a person. Like, like it, this, We talked about this a few times when we were watching how it felt like there are kind of two different animated movies going on a little bit. Like the, the Huntsman, the, the Snow White, the uh, Huntsman, Snow White, the Prince, and the Queen all felt like had the very like real feeling animation style. And the uh, the dwarfs and then the hag are a little more are a little more like caricature. Yeah, 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 yeah. But which I loved her eyes. That scene we'll get to her later. But when she like she finishes singing, she looks around. She's just in the window. Was like, ah! like, oh yeah. But I I think her eyes are more intense when she's the queen. But right. they're just like bulging out of her head when she's in the window. Um, so after uh, she talks to the mirror, and the mirror lets her know you're not the fairest. It cuts to. Snow White, who's being forced to dress in rags and kind of be a, a cleaning person in the, in the uh, what do they say, a scullery maid? Or I think it's like a that? scullery maid. I think and that's in the description, yeah. is what she's called in the story. Which is interesting because later in the movie I went, Well, how does this princess know how to cook and clean? I was like, Oh, they connected. Yeah, they Good did job. connect it. But she doesn't seem to mind. She's smiling, she's singing. No, she seems happy. And the wishing well, we both noticed when she looks into the wishing well, that water looked real. It's gotta be real. It's water. gotta be real water because it doesn't look animated and it looked really good. Like her reflection in there, I thought, looked yeah. really good. Um, however they did that. Uh I and then after that, she's singing about which. Oh, she's That's singing the, the wishing, wishing song. Who is she? Yes, for the one I love. And then the prince comes up and just spooks her. He, yeah, he just like all of a sudden is like hello. He doesn't say I, hello. I forget the word he says. I remember that he says today. That's it. Today. Yes. He goes today. Like, and he does that big voice. I remember he does. that it's very, a very booming voice. Um, and then scares her away, and then he scuttles on for the rest he just goes i'll see you at the finale and disappears yeah it's just kind of a chance meeting and she you know and well what happens is, is he scares her he spooks her and she goes up to the balcony and then they sing together he's down she, she doesn't sing i think he just sings there not that it matters i'm sorry to correct yeah you but that. she well whatever it is yeah. they like they still interact more than just him spooking her so there is a little bit more interaction there um before it kind of moves on from there uh, and th the other thing I wanted to mention is her voice is very specific. Like, I remember as a child never really liking it's Snow awful. White's voice. I hate it. I It grew on me. Like, as the movie went on, it didn't bother me as much. But it reminded me of Betty Boop, who I believe is Helen Kane. Is is that correct? Can we look it up? Yeah, look it up so you we keep can going. give Betty Boop credit. But I think that that was Betty Boop's voice. <laughs> give but, Betty Boop yeah. credit. But um, but I, it's very reminiscent of Betty Boop's voice of that like kind of high pitched. So essentially, was I right? May Questel. Oh, not anyone who I thought. Yes. Okay. Many voices of of oh May Questel. So yes, May Questel, the voice of. Uh, Betty so Boop. I was wrong. Uh, Betty Boop will show up in a later one of our movies. Oh Roger yes. Uh, but didn't you say something about? They animated Snow White. Apparently, during the very early designs, they didn't. They made her look a little. They they had kind of more stylized version, and one of them looked a lot like Betty Boop. And Walt Disney didn't want her to look. I don't know if he said he didn't want her to look sexy, or that was someone's 
interpretation of what he said. Yeah. But he was, like, very much, like, she needs to look like a, a, you know, like, she needs to be beautiful, but she needs to be, like, A, she needs to look more like, like a normal person, and B, she shouldn't, like, be sexualized at all, uh, which I think they pulled I think off they pretty well. Well, and you also mentioned that she's said to be 14. Is that in the Brothers Grimm story? So Maybe, never I don't know her where, age. yeah, I don't know exactly where they I They never mention her age from. here. Like, in the movie, there, there's no, like, specific, like, this is how old she is. Um, so the queen commands the huntsman, the dumpy huntsman. Yeah, who also has very bright green eyes. I yes. notice his eyes are very intense, To too. go take uh, Snow White out to the meadow. To go pick flowers, and, and then, then he's going, and then she reveals he's going to kill her. And then take her heart and put it in a box, which seems... Real proof. Well, that seems like something brought back from the grim. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like these Disney versions really, like, wipe a lot of that stuff clean, but that feels like one thing they really, like, were like, oh, let's keep that in. And then later when she shows it to the mirror, she's like, here, like, they never show anything. She's just like, No, they never actually show the heart. Um, But, yeah, so the huntsman, spoiler, goes out and can't do it. Like, goes to kill her, really intense green eyes. Can't do it and encourage her encourages her to just run in the woods and just get away. And that scene is very, like, it is very spooky. Like, if you were a little kid, I can't remember. No, 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 not even a little kid, Tara. Imagine you've never seen a full-length color animated movie. In fact, you've never seen some special effects like that. These are special effects where they can draw whatever they want. So you're just sitting there and all of a sudden the tree like comes alive with eyes. Yeah, well, and I thought that was all really creative. Like the logs in the water look like the crocodiles and it's like you see a tree and then the next minute you see it with the face. And I thought it was very, like it, it reminds you of when you're a child and you see shadows outside your window and you think of what they might be. Oh man. And I feel like that's similar with Snow White is not all of those things were actual animals. They were just like tree stumps and stuff. Did I ever tell you that when I was a kid, I used to have dreams that there was a, there were lights outside my window and an alien ship was coming to get Mm -hmm. me. And then later I found out like, boyfriends of Kim's would come get her and like, she was in the house and they were probably out there with like, flashlights or something. Um, anyway. uh, but but I like that idea of like she's super spooked about the woods, and then when she finally like she's very upset and distraught, and I don't know that she passes out, but she basically like just collapses, and all these eyes that were scary are actually all woodland creatures. So mm-hmm. I like the idea that it's like she's super scared. The huntsman tried to kill her. She just found out the queen is trying to kill her. So she's super scared, and so everything looks scary. She doesn't know where she is, and then it's like you kind of take a breath. And, like, check in your surroundings, and they're actually not scary. And so I liked that. I liked that interpretation of it. I yeah. thought that was good. Um, so then she meets all her little woodland friends, and yes. they kind of wander out to go find... The, it looks like a doll's house to go find, which... Yes. So, okay, so she is very naive. Like, <laughs> Snow White is very... Throughout this whole movie, is very... Throughout this movie, Tara kept saying, like... This is why I'm team villain. Like. Yeah, hashtag team villain for life. But <laughs> she just very, she, and she also just made a lot of assumptions. Like when she, like, first of all, she looks in the house and it looks like it's been lived in. Like it's very dusty when she's looking through the window. But it's definitely been lived in. Like there are balls stacked up. Like there are things she could see that people are living there, right? And she goes in and assumes that they're children because they're all the tiny beds and the names. She sees the names on there. Mm -hmm. But she makes a lot of assumptions that, like, oh, I'll just clean this stranger's house, and of course they'll let me stay. (laughs) 
Like, okay. Well, we'll get to the, the arrangement in a minute. So, one of the things I wanted to bring up since we're getting to the dwarfs. And by all means, listeners, I don't want you to think, like, us picking this apart is, like, us not liking it. Because I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. Like, I really enjoyed it as a movie. Um, I have a note here. Does Mickey Mouse have suspenders? And while you were talking, because one of the pants that she was cleaning for the yes. dwarfs looked like Mickey Mouse pants. He doesn't have suspenders. No, he doesn't. You are no. correct. It looks like he wears his pants really far up with butt two buttons. Yes, but there are no suspenders. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, so... With the dwarfs coming up and the humor that comes along with them, Walt Disney decreed during this, he was like, you know, we need to get people interested. We need to do something fun. Uh, I'm going to give anybody who comes up with a gag that we use $5. Oh. And they had a $5 gag thing, which the uh, guy explaining it in the documentary, I saw was like, $5 back then might as well have been like $100 or something. Yeah. And he and he said he because his gag he put in that he was proud of is the part where they peek over the bed to look at her. Oh, I like that all part. The all the go, noses. Pop, 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 yeah, pop, 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 that, like that is a good bit. So um, we head to the the while she's cleaning and then sleeping on their these in a stranger's home on a stranger's beds. She's Goldilocksing. Yes, she just sleeps on the three beds. Uh, we, but oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. Well, I was just also going to say like there are so many iconic songs from this movie, like songs that today. And Ryan made a good point. Like, there's songs that you hear them, and you know them, even if you can't place they're from Snow White. I know they're from Snow White, but I feel like, like, Whistle While You Work is used in so many different ways. Like, it's used with kids to help clean up, mm -hmm, and it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's used in different things. And the same thing with Hi-Ho, It's Off to Work We Go. Like, mm -hmm. it's another working song. Um, and Someday My Prince Will Come. Like, they're so iconic, and I am very Im impressed, not only with the animation when you talk about, like, this being their first try, and how good and successful it was. But when you think of the songs and that being their first like real stab at like these iconic songs that go on to be sung. I mean, they did, they, they did music tracks for Steamboat Willie and stuff, but did they ever do stuff that were I mean, lyrical did, like this? I don't know who they hired. That's the thing is you could have hired someone who was a lyric, like I guess, but either for... way, either way, like it was so, so iconic. I thought, and, and they're iconic outside of the movie because yes. I go, oh, yeah, this is from Snow White all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, you know, like, every time I popped up in the movie, I just haven't seen the movie in so long. I don't know the But I could still sing all the words to it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I just wanted to mention that, but you can now move on to the dwarves because we do have some questions for them. <laughs> we go to the dwarves' place of business, the gym mine, which... Is beautiful. I think when this is done, we'll, like, once we get a Facebook group up and going, we're going to post a ride-through of the... Dwarf ride because which neither one of us have been on, but we have I've watched seen the ride. It, it looks very yeah. cool. Um, and but it's... the mine is beautiful, and there's the gag where Dopey puts the gems in his eyes, which is a very famous, yeah. iconic uh, scene. But my question is, like, what do they do with those gems? Yeah, we both were wondering, like, do they get money for them? And they protect them at the end. So you've got Doc inspecting them. So Doc is actually looking for ones that are perfect or in good condition. So you watch him inspect them as they're singing their song. And then at the end of the day, they put them all in the vault, and Dopey locks the vault, but then puts the key next to the door of the vault. I have some thoughts on this. That, let me pull out my soapbox real quick. But I think this oh is the, I think this is the beginning of of uh, the, the the American capitalist idea of like almost just working because that's what people do. Like everyone not has working to have, for money, but just oh, working for money, but just like this is just. Like, yes, of course they have jobs. Everyone should have a job, even though they're not selling a good or anything. Someone has to take a, um, 
take the, the, the gyms out of there. Like, Walt Disney's notorious has labor issues, so I think he's just like, well, we'll give them a 9 to 5 and we won't discuss why they, they get the gyms. I just, yeah, it is very interesting. We never know what they do with the gyms, and I feel they could live... They live in a very modest house for all these gems that they have that well, they're doing. That my with. thought before Snow White showed up was, what do they eat like when she's not around? Because they don't have time to cook a soup or anything when they get home. And it's like, oh, they probably just buy it because they're all ridiculously rich. <laughs> I also am wondering, are they brothers? They never say, but we I'm don't curious go if into they're brothers. Dwarf... We don't go into like the background. Now, something that. interesting, the, but... the Hobbit had come out like a year or two before this. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, like F-S and not V-E-S. Oh, interesting. Is because I think uh, Tolkien kind of pluralized dwarf in his books and that became more accepted. But like... You have The Hobbit and then later Lord of the Rings, which has a very different view on what dwarfs are. And this was like, this feels more like, like it's close to what they look like, but it feels a little bit like, like uh, Santa's elves. So, but yeah, so the queen, we never find out, are they brothers, are they whatever, but I was curious, like, how do we... Did you ever see, uh, what's it called, Once Upon a Time, it was a real bad ABC show where all the... No, you watched it for I watched a while. Some of I it. never watched it. So first of all, there are eight dwarfs, and the eighth one was named Stealthy, and he could <laughs> sneak around. And then also it was like dwarves like were hatched from eggs, and they were all men. And then like you didn't get your name till you got a personality, and then you got your name. It was very odd, but yeah. Uh, so then we go back to their hi-ho, it's off. It's home from Home work from work we go. And so they're headed home. And all the animals, all of her new best friends, all who her new BFFs, who are all sleeping in the beds with her, hear the dwarves, and they all peace out. And no one warns Snow White. I was really upset that not a single woodland creature warns Snow White about the fact that they're coming home. I got a couple of things I want to insert real quick about Dopey, specifically. Yeah, that's fine. So one thing we talked about is later is, is apparently they had done a lot of the animation, and one of the animators, there's a part where Dopey, like, Goes a different way and then comes back and is they're all walking. They're all walking step. out to get to wash their to wash. Yeah, and he walks behind the door instead of through the door. And he but there's a part where he starts to follow him. He does a little hitch step to catch up with him. And Walt went, "Oh my god, I love it! He's gonna do that all the time." So all the other animators went to that animator like, "You jerk!" Like all of our stuff had been approved, all our ink and paint was done, and you, like now we're. Now we're we have to go redo all. Which this I stuff. will say, Walt was right. It, it's great. It's a great little like I don't want to say tick, but it's a quirk. It I makes, guess it makes, it's a great quirk of Dopey's character. It makes him very identifiable. And each one of the dwarves have quirks. Like each one has a different like yeah. the way they move. Kind well, of when they're, they're walking, bits. they're all the same except for Dopey. Yeah, I, and I think that makes it interesting because if it's just like. Seven guys walking exactly the same way. It doesn't seem like interesting animation. It doesn't feel yeah. like there was anything put into it, which there was. Mm-hmm. So you might as well give them those quirks to yeah. do that. Um, another thing was when they were coming up with their names, uh, Dopey was a name that everyone kind of argued, well, isn't that kind of a modern name? Like, would they, you mm-hmm. know, does it seem out of place? And Walt Disney convinced them, well, the term Dopey is in Shakespeare. Dopey is not in Shakespeare anywhere. Like, that is something he lied to get him to put it in. Uh, Also, going back to our favorite dwarf, I don't know why earlier I second-guessed my gut when I was like, well, I really liked Grumpy and Dopey. Grumpy, I am Team Grumpy for life, and I was as a child, and 
Uh, Grumpy is the only one who has any sense. <laughs> but we'll get there. I'm getting ahead of myself. We haven't gotten back to when she's she's asleep. They're coming home. The doors show up and realize everything's clean. Someone is here. And they're very upset that, like, there's no sugar around the rim of their dirty cup. I forget which dwarf that was, but he puts Either his finger around the sleepy. cup. He's like, the sugar's gone. And Sneezy and Sleepy, I better brothers and everybody else just knows each other because they look very similar. They do look similar. They're not sneezy and sleepy, spashful and sleepy. Yes. But um but anyway, so they are very upset. They realize well the first thing is when they get up to the house, the chimney's going, the lights are on, like there's candles lit. So they know somebody's in the house. The door is open because all the animals ran out, left the door open, <laughs> didn't let anyone know what was going on. Yes. Um so then they go inside, they see things are clean and you know, there's all these little bits about them, like, all, like, who's going to go up the stairs and, like, find out who's up there. And so they nominate Dopey as the one to go up there. And so she stretches into the sheet, and it looks like a ghost. So then Dopey's scared, and then they all, like, roll out. And so all of Which that... Dopey screams there, and I'm like, can Dopey talk? I think later yeah. they say he does, he just doesn't think to do it. Well, they say he never learned how. That's what or he he's said. never learned how or never yeah, tried? Yeah, never... I think it's never learned how. Or okay. maybe never tried. Um, but yeah, so I liked all of that. And then you get to see more details of the house. You start to really notice the details when the dwarves are looking around the cottage. Everything is this real, and that someone had real to ornate. draw this in this very ornate yeah. wood, uh, etching. Their stairs have, Their stairs um, almost look like owls' faces. Yeah. I thought, like, the, the knot in the wood. My thought was I would love to see this rendered in, in yes, real life. I, yeah, so I wrote that down, too, in. like, where you could explore the cottage. Or the other thing I thought would be cool is if Disney, in the parks, if they had folks dress up like the dwarves and play those instruments. It would be really cool to have, like, a dwarf band yeah. that would, like, go around, like, playing... Yeah. Obviously, maybe not go around if you wanted them to play the organ, but if, even to play, like, that, that goose bass. Or and if like, they did, like, a, you know, not necessarily a beer hall, because you maybe don't want to associate with beer, but, like, a German pretzels and food, but it's in it's in it's a in big version of, of the there. cottage, Because it's yeah. supposed to feel ger- Germanic, isn't it? I, I know that that's the, the grim yeah. fairy tales yeah, 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 good point. in that. But, but, yeah, so the cottage is very cool. So they finally all go up. Um, and they meet Snow White, and they realize she's Snow White. And uh, one of the notes I had about Grumpy, even though I love him dearly, is he's very down on women, and I want to know what women he's come into contact with in this world <laughs> to have, like, such a negative view. Are there he's lady like, oh, women. <laughs> like, he's just, like, she, those feminine wilds, and he's got, like, all these, like, stereotypical, like, I was men wa- versus women type there, statements. There was... Walt Disney was doing something where he's talking about it. He had figurines of all the dwarfs. And he's like, this is uh, Sneezy. He has hay fever. This is Bashful. He's in love with Snow White. And and then he, which I was like, oh, I don't know if we got that. And he goes, this is Grumpy, the woman hater. And I was like, what? Yeah. Well, and he is very much in very much like against her. And I'm like, is he against her? Because she's so different. But it's just the statements he make lead you to believe. That he's come he's in contact. Wronged. Yeah, he's been wronged. His heart has been broken. Thrice been divorced, grumpy. Yes. So that was just like an interesting thought to have. But um, they all take to her, mm-hmm. except for Grumpy. Grumpy's the one who she's really trying and to And I don't get remember her like having, her. yeah, I don't remember that part of it, her being yeah. like. I hope Grumpy likes me. She's, she prays. She's praying to God. She prays, yeah, that's odd. at the end of the night after they sing and everything. I don't know how many other, are there any other Christian, like, I mean, Hunchback of Notre Dame is the next one. No, there might be. Well, I mean, we'll have to track it. But, Mm. uh, 
So, yeah, so she guesses their names by the names on the bed and, like, by their personalities. And so then she goes down, she makes supper, and the next thing I want to highlight is she tells them all to go wash. And now she talks to them like they're children again. She goes back from treating them like men to treating them like toddlers. The deal is you can stay with us and you can clean and do stuff. And then she changes the deal to, well, also you need to wash because I'm mother now. It was like, yeah, it was a weird, weird, yeah, the relationship shifts a little bit, but the washing scene is one of my favorite scenes. I I will say two notes I have here because you were talking about your favorite dwarf. I didn't realize how much I like Sneezy until I watched again. Sneezy was a good comic character, yeah, but Sneezy is very hard to watch in the age of COVID 19. Oh, (laughs) however, the hand washing scene, I was like, okay, I'm back on board, like, yeah. No, but I love the whole washing scene and them all scrubbing and then, like, them all tackling Grumpy. I vividly remember and, that and, and loving that perfuming bit. them up. Yes, and Dopey burping out bubbles because he swallows yes. the soap. So that whole bit. So then it flashes back. They, You know, it's bedtime. They all go to bed. And it, now we're not flashback, but we go it's back. It's not bedtime yet. Remember they do the, the party. This is one of the best, my favorite Oh, song. yes, yes, yes. Sorry. You they, were telling me to speed things up, so... I just want to say that this is... Well, okay, we'll get to that stuff. They have a party, they go to bed. Okay. The party's a great scene. You can talk about it. I liked all their instruments and how they were all yes. shaped like... Like, Sleepy was playing a fish and, like, the mm-hmm. bass looked like a They goose. were all animal. Yes. And I very have a big, vivid memory of Bashful keep, like, starts to tell his lyric and then is like, oh, I gets real to shy Bashful, about it. yeah. I love that. And I, I, I connect to Bashful because my face always gets red when I'm embarrassed. So I am... I'm or with drink Bash- wine. Or, yes, or drink alcohol. So, <laughs> uh, but then we go back to the castle and you're, we're going back to the queen and she's talking to the mirror who has the rhyme um, and now I don't remember what it was. But essentially, she's like, well, now who's the fairest? Because she has the heart in the box. So she's assuming that the mirror is going to say it's her. And the mirror's like, it's a pig heart, you it's, dope. Yeah, and I forget <laughs> his rhyme, but his rhyme, I just liked the, the way yeah. he said it. Um, so she's enraged, and she goes down to her secret lair. And her cape movement, when she goes down those steps, is so good. The way that cape moves, like air is flowing through it as they, she's rushing down the stairs. They talked in the documentary I saw about how they kind of all went back to boot camp on um, on animation and they watched a bunch of videos of people uh, with clothes and heavy baggy clothes and how they did that. And I remember them specifically like making a big deal out of out of how everyone's clothes was, were moving. Yeah, but I loved, yeah, I loved the animation of that. So you go back to that, and the whole time she's brewing um, a potion to change the way she looks and then also to make the poison apple has a very mad scientist vibe. Like, when she holds the apple up, the lightning bolt strikes like Frankenstein is what it reminded me of. And so it has this very... I wonder if the, the, the Universal Monster movies were big around this time. I bet they were. yeah. But it, it does have that very, like, she's got, like, her laboratory and everything's bubbling and she's putting yeah. all the different things in and making the poisoned apple. I also like that the ingredients were kind of mm. not necessarily, like... like tangible. They tangible. weren't. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. It was, like, an old hag's cackle. And the black of black night. Black of night. Yeah, yeah, Mummy yeah. dust. Was yes, the one I was like, yeah. well, that's something. Um, but, yeah, so you see her whole transformation and then... Her, Which is an astounding sequence. Yes, and so then I asked the question, is the voice of the queen the same voice of the hag? And the the story I heard was, it was, they were with the, the voice artist and she had done... And her name, we yeah, have the names of everybody, I want to give credit to them at some point, but Lucille Laverne is the queen. 
looked like Marla Hooch in that picture. <laughs> um, she went out. She basically what happened was they said, we need this good, scary voice for the witch. And she went out and came back and did the voice for a bit. And they went, wow, what changed? She's like, I took my teeth out. Which I love. <laughs> um, and then just to give credit to Snow White's voice is Adriana. How would you say that? Casalodi. Casalodi. Maybe. But maybe. now this is not a very fun story about her. Um. But uh, she, her career was really hurt from this because this was back when you would hire actors and they would be part of your studio. Oh, okay. So Disney didn't want her voice anywhere else. So he hired her and didn't cast her in anything. Oh. She had like one other role and she was like a small role in The Wizard of Oz or something. Huh. So that was it. And then Harry Stockwell is the prince. And then you can look up all the dwarves, but um, they're all listed as well when you go to look them up. But I just, I did want to give credit to voices also because eventually we'll see voices that repeat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, as well as voices that are more iconic that everybody knows. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to kind of start with that with Snow White. Um, so I don't have a ton of notes from here on out after she changes and becomes uh, the witch. I will say Snow White does all the things that the dwarves tell her not to do before they go to work. They're like, do not talk to strangers. Do not let anyone in the house. And the witch pops up in the window. It's so good. It's, when it yeah, happens, it I just so laugh. It is so good. She pops up in the window, and she's very ominous and scary from the start. Mm-hmm. And Snow White, being as naive as can be, uh, you know, she seems a little standoffish at first. But then all the birds attack the witch to try to get her to leave. And Snow White is so offended that the birds attacked this old lady that she then walks out of the house, makes sure she's okay, and brings her into the house. So I was like, of course she did everything she wasn't supposed to do. Uh, and then... I wanted to pop that thing on the hag's nose Oh, so her bad. little, her warts. If you looked at it, it was like a little green, like the Ugh. coloring. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, she finally takes the bite of the apple. She gets enticed. All of the woodland creatures go to the dwarves. Now, if it sounds like we're wrapping it up very quickly at the end, I gotta say... The movie wraps the movie, it up yeah, very quickly. Yeah, it does. It does end. like get. It does like beat after beat. So basically, all the woodland creatures go to the dwarves. They've barely set up for work. They probably mm-hmm. just got there because they walked to work, and they're trying to let them know that something's wrong with Snow White. Like something's happening, and eventually, they get them all to go back with them, and they all ride the who, deer. Who leads the car? grumpy team? Grumpy leads the way, which I love. Well, and we should say by the end, the other things we noticed about Grumpy is. He does, like, get his forehead ready. She kisses all the dwarves on the forehead on the way out the next morning, and he, like, is grumpy about it, but, like, is secretly really happy that she kissed him. Mm-hmm. And then she's making a pie before the witch gets there, and it's got Grumpy's name on it in dough. Now, I think she was making them for everybody. But it was think? still sweet. Either way, it was I sweet think there's another version of this where Grumpy kisses her and she wakes up. I'm just saying. Uh, hey, I wouldn't mind that version. Um, he loves again. Yes, he's like, my fourth wife will be yeah. my... But, uh, so she does take a bite of the apple. They all get back there, and I did find it interesting. They don't go to check on Snow White. They go after the the witch. I mean, I think they needed to. Yeah, no, I'm not, like, upset that that's the choice they made. It was just an interesting choice. I don't remember it that way. And they chase her to the top of a cliff, and she tries to get this boulder to knock down the dwarves, and that's when Ryan mentions these two buzzards which are so ominous and evil and you think that they're maybe with the witch because they show up um when she's like walking to the cottage i think Mm -hmm. and and they're looking like so sneakily and they're just excited to see anything die i don't think they (laughs) care who died nope they weren't on a team and 
the witch winds up having a very violent death of falling from that cliff. So that's something we're gonna ta- that's something we're gonna talk about because Disney deaths. has some pretty they have some pretty intense. Vi- yeah, intense is a good word. It's not gruesome. It's not gory. It's just intense. Yeah. And I didn't, you said falling from something high seems to be the yeah. Number there's a lot of way. villains. That, yeah, number we one should way start doing that. As like, what is the number one way for the yeah. villain to die? We'll start so so far, it's it. falling from a high cliff. Uh, so that's what happens to her. And falling then, from a high cliff and that boulder, which is gigantic, like rolls. Oh, then rolls definitely <laughs> crushes her. Yeah, definitely crushes her. At the no bottom. question. Uh, so they put her in a glass coffin because they found her too beautiful to bury. Oh, before we talk about that, Tara, I wanted to ask you. Yes. How do you feel about the depiction of the elderly in this movie? So I was thinking about it because I I do a lot of times love. I just think I mean they didn't depict her like that she was senile. She was just like a creepy old hag. I hate to say it. Oh, that you way, but... you were okay with when seven men followed her to kill her? No, I mean, <laughs> but I mean they they figured she had done something to their here's Snow White. Here's another thing: like she doesn't change back. No, I was wondering what happens with that if she had to go back to her and lair and yeah, she maybe had to make something maybe. to do that. But it just was, seemed interesting to me that she was so hideous. She was like, "Now I'm the fairest." It was like, "Oh, jeez." Yeah, I like the idea of her being. Or she went mad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, She was exactly. so crazed with becoming the fairest, she didn't think that through. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so they they write those words that <laughs> yes, she... we have a, a an exposition dump of like yeah. Then this is what happened where they're like. We're running out of money. <laughs> yeah. So they let they let you know that she's too beautiful to be buried, so they put her in this glass coffin of glass and gold. And then, oh, you might have forgotten that there was a prince in this movie, but lo and behold, he, he finds out, he hears about the princess in the coffin. It's something, it's worded something like that. Uh, and all of the dwarves are grieving, and uh, <laughs> the prince comes by and kisses her, and... Uh, scoops her up and puts her on a horse, and then that's their happily ever after. So, that's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and we've got a couple things we want to go over. Uh, first of all, how'd you like the villain? Let's talk about the villain. I liked her, and I think we've talked about it uh, through yeah. the description. I thought she was really fierce. I thought um, I liked her both as the witch and as the evil queen, and I think her personality was a little bit different, and I liked that you saw two sides of her. Um, I've got the sidekicks. Now, there's the good guy sidekicks and the bad guy sidekicks. I'd say the good guy sidekicks were kind of the dwarfs in this. And, they and were, the woodland creatures. And they were great. And we love the turtle. There's a turtle in this that there's keeps the turtle, getting stuck the poor behind. turtle who, like, every time he finally gets to where other creatures are going, they turn and run the other way or go yes. down the stairs when he's going up. And it's a fun little bit throughout I, the movie. That had to be a $5 gag. Yeah, I liked that. Um, the side- Her sidekick, I guess, is the mirror. The and mirror, I guess the huntsman. the huntsman. Maybe that crow that's in her... Yeah, that crow, but that crow doesn't really follow her. Not like the crow with Maleficent. Like, she's, that's her The crow. Huntsman just disappears. Like, he was like, here's her heart. I'm moving to probably, another kingdom. Well, probably because <laughs> he's afraid what, when she finds out it's not really Snow White's heart. I think in the, in the, in the fairy tale, when she finds out, he, she kills him. Probably. Which, again, why didn't he peace out to Cinderella's kingdom or whatever? Yeah. So, yeah, I understand why we don't see the Huntsman again, but... I love the mirror. I kind of wish there was a little bit more of the mirror just because he was very ominous and I liked his, uh, I liked the language they used for him. I liked the way he talked. Do you remember, it might have been on Disney Channel, it might have been on um, like, uh, what was like, it wasn't called Sunday Night Disney, it was like Magical World of Disney. Yes. Wasn't the mirror a character on that he'd introduce stuff? It was like. I don't remember that, but that could be I'll we'll have to look that up and we may post that on the soon to come Facebook, Facebook page. Facebook page, yeah. 
Uh, how, what did you think of the princess? Now, she was very naive, and <laughs> I had to. Once I got over that, she was fine. And then you saying you remembering somewhere in the story that she's young, that she's like a fourteen-year-old. That's what I kept saying. She's fourteen, but but we don't actually. They never say that in this version, in this Disney version. But she is. She's very naive. And I, I, I just have a hard time with that. But overall, I think she was fine. She I wasn't. Think, she no. didn't irk me. I think Snow White is the worst character in Snow White the Seven Dwarfs, second only to the prince. She didn't irk me as much as I thought she was going to irk me, I should say. Like, I think I had different memories of it. Like I said, as it went on, there were certain things I was annoyed about. But as a character as a whole, she didn't annoy me as much as I thought she would. Okay. Um... I was the prince. You know my opinion on that. He sucked. I I thought the prince was fine. I mean, we didn't get to know his story. He could have been very interesting. If I knew you had such a low bar for men, I wouldn't have tried so hard when we were... No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, we don't get a chance to get to know him. He, like, comes in, he sings, and then he, he seems fine. You're a prince apologist. A I prince, guess. A charming yeah. apologist. I will, I will agree. Yeah, he's he's, like piece of white bread like you know you don't because you don't what, find out anything a human else. piece of, a human glass of milk yeah yeah <laughs> but he was fine i didn't have any any issues with him just because he wasn't in it long enough what was your favorite musical number do you think oh man that's a tough one for me i love the whole hi-ho i love that whole um sequence and I love the I love whistle while you work too. I like that tune a lot. I like the whistling and the dwarves whistle and she whistles and the birds whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, the dwarves whistle and hi ho. I also like the wishing well song because it makes me think of us like acting it out as kids. I don't right. actually like that song, but oh yeah. But I do. I would say hi ho and whistle while you work. I like the I like the two dwarf songs. I like the 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 washing song. Which oh I yeah, I forgot. I, I forgot about that song. Just because yeah. like I told you, I like it, that the chorus is yeah. yeah. And then I oh, really and have I, a- I thought about like with kids that would be fun. Like if you were trying to teach them to like wash up before dinner, mm-hmm. that would be a fun song to sing and like be like go wash up and then like just do that. Like that would be kind of like a fun thing to do with kids. I. The, so I've forgotten about the washing song, but the song I've, I've always liked from this, and I remember for this, is because I think they showed it again. I was talking about DTV, mm-hmm. and I think one of them was the silly song where they're dancing and doing stuff. Yeah. Because it has one of my favorite comedy tropes, which is, uh, I guess it's from the new Muppet movie. They call it Muppet Man, where it's multiple people inside a trench coat. Oh, yes, and it's Dopey and Sneezy. It's dopey and Sneezy. Why did they have that coat? I don't know. Whose coat was that? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, the, none of them are that tall. Um, but I, I think it must be from Grumpy's past loves. Maybe he had a he tall wife. A tall wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I just think, like, I think that's one of the funniest things is is, is more than one person in a trench coat. Yeah. I think it's just so funny. Um, okay, so okay, does it hold up? Uh, the three things I have under here, and we can think of more, is female character agency. I'm going to say not really. No. The princess doesn't have... Well, she's fine. And she's fine. She doesn't have a just, lot. She doesn't have a lot of street smarts, but... But she doesn't have agency argument, in her story. She doesn't... She just... Someone tells her to run away. Someone tells her to stay yes, in the house. Yes, I would Someone agree with that. Her. I would say she doesn't have a lot of street smarts, but she's also been locked away in a castle to scrub. So she hasn't had a lot of life experience. I guess. So I could... I could you could argue that. Uh, 
drinking or smoking. I don't think there was any. Injury. There was none of that. I There's mean, a lot of beer steins laying around in the. Yeah, door but stops. I don't know that they're drinking. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You don't really see any of that. Uh, ethnic representation. So there's that one scene that goes by real quick Very with the symbol. Very briefly with the symbol and Dopey like kind of gets out of the scene, but that I don't I didn't think it was too bad, especially for 1937. I thought like there was Dopey nothing. Dopey put, again. This is two white people discussing whether ethnic representation yeah. is good. The white representation in this movie was wonderful. Well, and probably will continue to be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there is it. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts? We can. Would you Would you like to release a platinum edition of this? Uh... Yes, I don't think. I think this one stays for so many reasons. Oh, I think absolutely. for animation reasons. I think for the triumph. I think the music. Like there are so many great parts about this movie. Um, and I think it paved the way for so many things to come that I think without without Snow White, you don't have a lot of what we will probably enjoy about the ones that come after it. I agree. It's definitely one. It's 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 a Disney classic. Like there's yeah. no question. It's it's. I mean, Disney has claimed it a classic, but I will say I also agree with yeah. Disney in that regard. It's a Tara and Ryan classic. Yes. Um, I, I I I obviously without this movie, there is no. Excuse me. Without this movie, there is no Disney Animation Studio. There's no Disney. There's no Disney. Yeah, World. this movie wasn't a success, like you said earlier. It would have really changed the course about what Walt Disney focused on. I don't think Walt Disney would have existed. Like he had all yeah. his money in this. And think about how much Disney owns today. Isn't that crazy? This this movie was such a linchpin and all that. Yeah. And the Moni Fox and. Marvel, and yeah, Star everything. Wars. That I think his head would probably explode to see like what all Disney owns today. <laughs> but yeah. well, it, he's still alive. Remember his head's, oh, yes. his he's, head's he's frozen, frozen somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> well, cool guys. Well, yeah, it was great. I I really enjoyed it, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to that happening with others that I watched as a kid but haven't revisited in years. Absolutely. So. Well, right now, guys, we don't have anything set up for you to get a hold of us, but uh, go ahead and check the uh, description on this episode. By the time we ship it out, we may have all that stuff, so you can look there and look find Look us up it. on Facebook or look us up on um, Twitter, and we'll, we'll definitely have an email address. Yeah, we'll have some stuff up As well, so if you have questions, if you have comments, if you disagree with anything we've said or have interesting facts that we didn't cover, because as you'll see... We talked for quite a while, and there's probably still so much you could dive into. And I think that that's what we're going to find with each of these movies, is there's so many layers that I think you can peel back and so many different things you can focus on. So um, we're just trying to do a brief overview, but we welcome the comments, the thoughts, the questions yeah. along the way. All right. Well, uh, in, so our next one up is uh, Pinocchio, I believe. Pinocchio. <laughs> yes. 1940s yes. Pinocchio. Where you'll so. enjoy many, many, I'm sure... Uh, subtle and uh, authentic representations of Italians from both the movie and from Tara and myself. Yes. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at trpdiaries. Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after.